Yeah. Okay, yeah, I think we got this. I think. So we I got think. topics. Yeah, we didn't have any topics like 10 minutes ago, but, you know, once we start talking. I'm not sure I have top. I have a couple of things, but I, th- I was thinking about, um, I was thinking more about, what was it, the photography thing? Yeah. Yeah, the, we could start with that one. Unless you want one. to talk about the smithereens. What was it? Blood and Roses. We were just listening to Only a Memory. Only a Memory. Yeah, yeah. That was that was pretty cool. What a flashback, which reminded us of the greatness of college rock stations. College rock. So, so we were talking about like how college rock used to be a genre, and it's. I don't think it even. I'm not even sure it registers anymore because it was based on college rock radio stations, which sort of turned into sort of like indie now, I guess, in a way. It's yeah, and they were genre. really kind of. That's where so much of the indie bands, you know, are how they gained an audience, right? Totally, and it was and it was a really distinct style. So it was, you know, you know, it would be like the Lemonheads and the Smithereens. REM, obviously, early on for many years. I'm trying to think of um, B52s. Uh, we both went to a concert with this band. It, in Vail, the samples, years. the samples, the samples. That is like such the college. But that's kind of later college rock, yeah. which was like pre, like when Dave Matthews started to be a thing, and people were jam forever, and and, and yes, jam bands. Kind yeah, of. that was. That jam bands were really a college rock thing for a while. They were, they? but it was like the later college yeah. rock when college rock. Well, like the earlier stuff, I guess I would call, you know, Jesus and Mary Chain, the Pixies, of course. Would have been a college rock. I mean, nobody nobody would have listened to the Pixies on anything other than and uh, before they broke up, other than college rock radio. It, it's amazing because there's there's the college rock bands that, um, you know, um, like did you do you remember Poy Dog Pondering? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. which uh, those kinds of bands I think could they could make it and Toad the Wet Sprocket. Yeah, from Toad the Wet Sprocket. Yeah, they they had a a little short stint where they, they were big. Yeah, they did have a little second there. Um, ocean, the Ocean Blue, uh, Ocean Blue. Yeah, and there was a, a lot of the a lot of the bands though. You know what's interesting about the college rock is that you could make it just going from college to college. Oh yeah, uh, without ever really breaking into the the big times. Well, because they're they're. If you could get if you could get it booked at the college, yeah, you could make some money too because they right. had these they had these you know programs they had these sort of events programs that were f- fairly well funded. Well, when I lived in Madison, Wisconsin, and this was after college, um, we went to the college all the time, and that's where I saw Poy Dog Pondering. Yeah, and the Boston. Oh yeah, and- I saw uh, at University of Maine at Orono. I saw which I did not go to. I saw different shows i saw um the replacements i saw the b52s 
and I went to see The Alarm, and I loaded in the show. I think has it been talked oh, yeah. about. We might have talked. Well, about you and I have talked about it. I don't yeah, know if I don't we've think we talked about it on. I helped load the show in it to volunteer, so I wouldn't have to pay for a ticket because I couldn't afford a ticket. Right. And we loaded the whole show in, emptied this entire eighteen wheeler truck in, and then they canceled the show. Yeah, because of some family emergency. Yeah, some family emergency like back in England. From what I heard, I don't know if that's true. And there was this guy that worked this, that was always working the stages. There, his name is Kip. I have no idea how come I know this guy's name because I never met him. I only think I met him that day, but he had like a limp and he was, I want to say he was maybe Asian. I'm not really sure. I don't remember him that well, but whenever I'd see a show there, I'd see him walking across the stage, helping change over. I thought he was cool and he maybe was, but like, um, because he had the job where he changes over the stages and he works and sees the bands all the time, whatever. And, um, but yeah, some reason his name was Kip, and I have no idea why I remember that. And it's compl- one of those useless knowledge things that I'll take to my grave. I might it might be my last words. <laughs> right. Say goodbye to Kip. You were cool, man. Yeah, he passed away twenty years ago, Mark. Yeah, Kip. Yeah, mm-hmm. Kip got hit by a light, a falling light, right. like at the next show. That's why I didn't meet him at the alarm. He got the show before Boy Dog was playing. Right. <laughs> So, you know, and speaking of the samples, it reminds me because when, uh, so this was like a, a ski trip I did with friends and I, Michigan state ski club. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the colleges had the ski clubs and then all the colleges would get together and, you know, just rent out tons of stuff like hotels in Vail or whatever, wherever they were having it that year. And the year I went was Vail mm-hmm. and we were in Metro Detroit. So four of us got in a Chevy Beretta. And drove, you know, from Michigan to Vail uh, through a blizzard um, with, you know. Rear wheel drive. Uh, yeah, it was awful. And uh, whoever sat in the back, your your feet would go numb. So you'd, want, you'd actually want to drive just so you could have the heat. <laughs> we kind of had to rotate. Like, yeah. I think you went from driver to passenger to backseat, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. By that time, you're like getting frostbite and you have to go back to driver. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But at least you got heat again. <laughs> And um, when part of the deal was you got a certain number of nights in a hotel and then you could, you know, take a lesson and get cheap rental skis and you got a certain number of day passes to ski and a free concert with the samples just for the college, you know, kids or whatever yeah. at Vail. And so um, we went to see that and it was probably one of the times that I got a concussion because... Um, people were crowd surfing, which I kind of thought was ridiculous at the samples. Cause like how slow can it's you not, crowd surf? Yeah, right? Really? It's not like a punk band You're or something. Crowd surfing to Mozart. It's so mel- Yeah. <laughs> and they were crowd surfing and I, not, I was not just saying they're that good by the way. No, but they're, right. they're, <laughs> they're not that talented. No, right. They're not Mozart. No, they're not. It's not like crowd surfing. Like the Mozart. Mozart of college it's about rock. That excitement though. Yes. Crowd surfing. Yeah. That much. Yeah. And, um, actually some Mozart might be much more upbeat and faster than the same probably yeah but anyway they they pointed at me and said you're next and i was like "Uh uh-uh and they picked me up and started the process of shoving me across the top of the crowd right to a section where nobody was paying attention and i just took everyone out like a bowling ball and bowling pins and i came down on my head on the floor explains a lot yeah and of course i was really ticked because I didn't want to do it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> that You saw that at that ballroom in some hotel, right? Is yes. that what you saw? Yeah. So, yeah. so I saw a different year or whatever, different show. And you also went crowd surfing and got... Did not do that there. 
But I also saw Steel Pulse in that room. Really? Yeah, different, same different show. But yeah, 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 I did. I know. I, I do remember when we talked about that. We were like, were we at the same show in Vail? I don't it was think. Years, it was yeah, several it was different. Years apart, yeah, right? yeah. But we but we definitely saw the same band in the same room. They probably had a pretty good little. I bet. Money nah, that's what career. I'm saying. I think uh, the samples. I mean, they never really got that big outside right. of college. Yeah, music stations. Of that circuit. Yeah. But they probably made a little money for probably not didn't make enough. They probably you're right. They probably never got big enough to do like a reunion tour and make and cash in. Yeah, not to cash in, but they did just have a reunion tour. And uh, just before we moved out of Denver, they were playing at the Fillmore. Really? Yeah. Fillmore's not a bad size. No. Well, it's, it's, it's a college town, though. I mean, it's a it's not, but it, it's. I too, mean, there yeah, there's Metro State, and there's it's, it's enough you know, of it's it's there's a vibe there that's sort of it's like right. all of Colorado's a college and town. CU Denver is there, and yeah. DU is there. And, but the other thing is the record is the record store. Yes. And 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 there should be a, a funeral for the record store somewhere in the because that was the place everywhere you went whenever you were traveling. You pull over in any reasonable sized town, Athens, Georgia, certainly call certainly any college town. Oh yeah, uh, Gainesville, Florida, Madison, um, Wisconsin, Madison, Wisconsin, yep. awesome. uh, Boulder, Colorado. You called. pull into any of those Athens. You pull into any of those places, and you're and you go straight to the record store, even if you're not going to buy a record. And hopefully you did, but like, and you probably did. You bought a right. tape, maybe, but you you found out everything that was happening. If you're got one night there. Show up at the record store, and you're going to find out everything that's going on. Right. And if and if it's not music related, it doesn't matter because you can still find out where you can get a good bite to eat for cheap and and anything else right. you want to know. Especially, I mean, if you just want to go hang out with you know highbrow pretentious people, that was the place to go. Which what, of course, when you were in college, that was the coolest. You yeah, know? being like talked down to, yeah. like by someone that you thought for sure was cooler than you. Yeah. Wow, it was like I, it was like an honor, right? <laughs> like, oh, really? Do you know they have a new record? I didn't know they had a new record. Do they? Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, how, Mark, which record store did you work at? Is that what I, did, I didn't. I didn't. I just I've been to many. You, oh, you got talked down to a lot. Oh yeah, I got talked to. <laughs> still do. Yeah, yeah. I'm still used to it. <laughs> so right in the tip of my tongue. I'm so used to it. It's well rehearsed. Um, uh, but yeah, you could find it. And and so and how do how does that happen now? I mean, I guess there's Facebook and all that junk. You got to start yeah, a phone. It's a lot different, isn't it? And um, I do I do a lot of Spotify where I'm just kind of like having it play in the background while, while I'm at home. But yeah, it's not the same. Like I do discover things that way. Mm-hmm. But I also just get it's, it's more like um, commercial radio in that they'll sprinkle in something interesting every once in a while and just keep rehashing the same thing. I'm yeah. like, you know, I really like Sharon Bennett I don't want to hear that same song on every one of the Spotify mixes you've created for me. Why? Yeah, they don't, there's no variety. They're not like, hey, here's like a cool, here's something that's a slightly different that you might dig that's like not the A track on the record. It right. might be the D track on the record. It's still really good because a lot of D tracks are still fantastic. She has a lot songs. of music. I don't need to hear the same one over and over. Right, yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of other artists that are going to be in the same genre that you could play for me too. And they do a little bit of that, but it's just, I just, so, you know, some of the things, of course, you can still find some of the cool. Now you can find, if you're lucky enough to have a college radio station nearby, you might, I don't know what, how good it is. Like you got to stream something. I listen to KEXP in Seattle. Yeah, we do a lot of KEXP. We also do the, whatever Colorado's used to be called open air. Now it's called like indie something. Or yeah. Other. But I listen to uh eclectic 24 with KCRW mm-hmm. in LA. I don't listen to 
I don't, t- it's not to say, I don't typically listen to KCRW's actual morning becomes eclectic because it's a little pretentious for one. Right. Um, it's also because I mean, it's the biggest college radio. I mean, the biggest sort of college radio station in the country. It's very influential. They know it. There's that vibe of LA and part of it. It's, it has good music, but, um, it also, it also starts at 9am and ends at like 11 or noon, which by 9am, even when I was living on the West coast by 9am, like I'm done. Like I'm somewhere else. I got, I've got places to, do right. to be you know i want to start at 7 a.m i want to be listening to music eight at the latest sure and 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 they don't have they don't have music before and after necessarily it's like it's news oh, and all that stuff right so it's that's their window for music i'm sure they have other shows they have the henry rollins show which is excellent on sunday nights and they do have their shows but um that's the sort of their morning show and it and it's it kind of starts too late yeah for me i, I find that with our Montana public radio that they have some decent shows. It's yeah. just hard to, they don't fit in my life. Yeah. Time yeah. wise. But that's why I stream things. And, and all thing, all songs considered generally is pretty informative and yeah. introduces me to a lot of stuff in their tiny desk concerts and things like that. But, um, I just was thinking of something else. What's that? Um, when we were talking about tragic musicians, Oh, yeah. you know, um, Bon Scott. Yeah, Bon Scott. And then we t- said, was it more tragic to die in your own puke or to, to get bloated? Axel Rose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I thought of another one that's tragic. Who? Van Morrison. This is crazy. <laughs> you told me a little bit about this, and I am. Now, I. Okay, I'm not a big Van Morrison fan. Not to say he wasn't interesting and definitely kind of college right? Very college yes. oriented thing. I did once have breakfast at the K West hotel in London and he and Jules Holland were sitting two tables away. And it was kind of cool because even though I'm not a, I'm a big fan of Jules Holland's show, um, which if you don't know it is, is later with Jules Holland. It's, it's so incredible. It's, it's the best music show out there. Oh, really? Oh, without a doubt. T- TV show, uh, fil- okay. like filmed. And, um, I'm a fan of his show and I'm a fan of him as a original member of the band squeeze. But, um, Oh yeah. Yeah. But, um, but it was sort of like, Oh, you know, he plays piano and he's kind of kooky and Van Morrison, who I'm not super impressed with, but regardless of that, he's, he's a household name. Yes. And what the heck? And he was super, I mean, he was very successful. I'm sure. I mean, come on, brown eyed girl. Yeah. every, Every college person sang that song drunkenly yeah, in still. some bar. Yeah, yeah, they still do, I'm sure. Yeah. And then I had like I came a I had no idea. I hadn't I hadn't thought of Van Morrison in years, but um you know, every once in a while you hear it on the radio or in some place you'll hear it. But I saw this this um the title of this article is Van Morrison outs himself as a right wing anti Semite with new album song um new album and song The Moon Dance is over. And I there was you know, like um, he has a song on there called "They Own the Media." Huh? Who is he? Who do you think he's referring to yeah. there, Kevin? Do you think there's any kind of hmm? Any group of people? It's the they? Right, they. The they of that. Oh man, I'm trying to think. Yeah. Hmm. I wonder who he means. I wonder who. I wonder who the anti-Semite means. When Apparently, he's... this was um, recorded by Eric Clapton. This whole album. Really? Yeah. What? I maybe know. did he did he record the vocals? 
Like I get it if he was like, oh, the music, music sounds great, Van. Oh, have good, have a good time at home cutting the vocals. I'm just gonna get go back, you know, wherever I live. He was very. He's apparently Van Morrison was. Oh, he has another one here. It's called No More Lockdown. Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. he's really, he's really. So it's a testament about the U.S. prison system. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 Yes. Um, <laughs> that also doesn't have any. Longevity. I mean, even if it's, even if No More Lockdown is a great song, it's like it's it's like next year, two years from now, the song makes no sense to anybody. I, I brown eyed girl. There are brown eyed girls all over the world still today. You know, I'm. I mean, this is the thing. Like, I'm. I'm kind of looking at some of the lyrics and stuff. And no more lockdown. No more government overreach. No more fascist police. Did he? So was he saying like, what rhymes with overreach? Yes. What rhymes with overreach? Police, sort of. Of course, the police weren't aren't fascists when they tear gas BLM protesters. But you know, I mean, he was talking about the the other police when they're doing the other thing that he doesn't like. But this, like, not only are you maybe anti-Semitic and maybe racist, but and 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 you know anti-science maybe you're in pseudoscience and a complete conspiracy theorist now but this is really bad music this is like this is how you're like going out yeah this is is how you're ending your career quit while he was on top and then he came back and went you know i got one i think i got one more in me guys i think i got one more in me i'm just gonna do i don't know if there's gonna be another i don't know getting up on in years but uh, I think I got one more in me. Hey, some, Eric. I've been collecting this great material. Yeah. I think I'm ready. Yeah, I've been, work, I've been working on I'm waiting for lyrics to something to inspire me. Music's been done for, for ages. But hey, Eric, uh, you busy? Come on. Like, why don't we do... We, was, look. was Eric Clapton running low on money? Because I, mean, I would assume he had maybe gotten a sneak peek at some of the music and would have been like, you know, I don't really need my name tied to this one. Yeah. Right, or maybe it's not Eric. Maybe it's a different Eric. Listen, Eric. Yeah, it's spelled E R um, I K. Yeah, E R I K. Yeah, just just K L A. Say after if, uh, not that Eric Clapton. Right. Yeah, this is the guy who has to somebody say, "I'm a, hi, my name is Eric Clapton." Oh, but not that Eric Clapton. He's, a, he's like a. I'm an anti-Semite. Right. I record anti. I record anti-Semitic. He's a 47 year old white guy yeah. lives in his parents' basement. In That's right, Davenport, Iowa. I got my start recording Screwdriver. You remember, remember them from the 80s? You know some of the songs from the UK. It was pretty tough stuff and. And what the uh, like whatever the 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 the, uh, the two girls the cougar and and whatever her name is the lamb lamb and lion or whatever those they, we 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 did some sessions right. with those two and you know now I'm moving on it looks like uh, right. Van Morrison's looking for something somebody work on it Eric Clapton's the name that's right <laughs> that's my resume I I think I think it would be fun to do. Um... The most tragic musicians, just a whole list of them. Oh and, yeah, and all of the um, thing that things that make them tragic. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it, you you kind of have to like this is you can this is a good one because you can you can make it funny and it right. not, it's not funny clearly right. it's it's a, a insane but uh, yeah it's funny in the way that you can it's not like when you talk about Kurt Cobain you're kind of like yeah ouch that's, oh really that's not too fun to talk about no you can't and, and I mean and this is this is obviously you like you said it's kind of kind of crazy but at least i feel like we can make fun of him totally i mean he brought it on himself he he yeah. entirely yeah and that's yeah entirely he, he could he could have just written the same old kind of 
poppy thing he's always done and just kept cashing stuff yeah. in and had this great little life and instead he had to he could have done nothing right. he could have written nothing yep. if he's not going to write good music and he's not going to write good lyrics he could do not he could even be this crazy QAnon guy and as long as he doesn't mention it in the press and he doesn't write an album about right. it he could go out into the world and make tons of money because yep. hey events are coming back Kevin That's events right. are coming back they're ready for he some could Van go Morrison. sing Brown Eyed Girl at a, you know big music festivals yep yeah and make money yep go back to his to his uh, uh, his tour bus crawl into his be- big bed in the back and start right. googling googling <laughs> QAnon. Q- QAnon and whatever do you google QAnon do people who find out about QAnon google it or do, is there another way how do they? I don't even know the Reddit world and all that stuff. Is that a Googleable thing? Hey, I don't mean the, the Wikipedia. Right. I mean like QAnon. How do I get involved? Right. Where are they? Are they meeting up somewhere? Um, is I'm, there gonna be a flash I'm, mob? I'm actually betting that there's a lot on Facebook. I think I would right. think that's where people get sucked see, in. See, because I don't Facebook. have Facebook, so because I don't know what happens there. A lot of times when I see you know read these articles or whatever, it seems like that's they're not sophisticated people. Not yeah. not that I'm trying to say not sophisticated is bad, but people like my parents' age are usually not sophisticated tech users. Yeah. And they're just browsing and and it's like, hey, look at this crazy thing. I knew I always hated Hillary Clinton and this thing says bad things about Hillary. I should probably read this. Yeah. Then it leads to a video. And then at the video, it's like, hey, come check out my YouTube channel. Yeah. yeah. And click subscribe, of course, because I'm going to make a lot of money off this. I'm sure that's how... They get sucked in, and yeah. then, then there's probably a million different avenues. Because I, I, how many people are making money off of this ridiculous thing? Yeah, absolutely. So, not having Facebook is a little bit like not having like, uh, like a dirt bike, and your neighbor has one, and they're always having an awesome time on it. You think maybe not? Maybe the dirt bike's not the right the right way to. There's something. There's something that not having Facebook is like that's like someone, everyone else, kind of everyone else seems to have one, but you're not in, you don't get to be a part of it. There's an inside thing. Yeah. Seems like it's super cool. Probably maybe a boat, like having a oh, boat. Yeah. Everyone gets to go hang out on the boat, but I guess I would get to join the boat sometimes if my, but like every, everyone in the neighborhood had a boat, but only fit like their family. Right. And you don't have one. You don't, so you don't fit that. and you don't get to do it. And everyone goes, does it and talks about it, goes back about their boating experience or whatever the heck it is. And I'm sitting here going like, yeah, it really seems like it'd be cool to have a boat. And then you really get to talking to them and they're like, you know, the boat's a lot of work and kind of sucks you in and right. you spend your only Sunday scrubbing the boat. It $675 to fill the boat up with a tank of gas. Tank of gas. Yeah. Yeah, and you're starting to think like, oh, maybe it is cool. I don't have a boat. I have to store it for the winter, and that costs me, you know, storage. $2, I actually, I'm a, I mean, I, I use it a lot. Other, you know, but I never. I, but how much joy do I am I really getting out of it? So much work compared to the actual joy I get out of it. It really kind of sucks you in. I'm always there scraping something off the bottom. <laughs> Zebra mussels, or... which is pretty much right. I think should be Facebook's. It's a slogan. Facebook scraping things off the bottom. Scraping things off the bottom since 1998 or 2003. Right. <laughs> scraping the bottom. I mean, definitely the bottom of the barrel. That's for sure. Scraping the bottom of the. You're really the not missing barrel. anything with Facebook, Mark. I don't think I am. No. Bad. Uh, bad graphics. Bad interface. Yes. I, I don't. I don't really know what what you get out of Facebook. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. on it, and it's like. 
The you know what I got out of Facebook knowing when every single person's birthday was without having to know yeah. when every single yeah, person's I mean, I put, birthday well, I mean, I put was. Put in your calendar. That was also, it. Well, there's also Kevin. There's let's be honest here. You know, you get to you get to sit back. You and some others get to sit back and really just you know bask in the light of, of that glow that you get from Mark Zuckerberg and. Oh. From, you know, we get from Jeff Bezos, just that we know that we're just helping them out, you know? Right. We're just really helping these guys yeah. out. It's, you know, it's good to help out those in need. And yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I think those guys, those two guys, you go use Amazon, you're, hel- you're you know, you get, right. you get to relax and realize that you're really, really digging deep for Jeff Bezos and making it sure that he gets to stay on top, has a super good life. Um, you know, can afford buzz cuts and, you know, shave to shave his head, the, the sharpest of razors. It's cool. You know, Facebook is really cool because kind of like Instagram, you know, they, I mean, they own Instagram. So, um, they, they get to, everybody gives, gets to give up their normal ability to develop a relationship for Mark. For, for Zuckerberg. Yeah, Mark. So Zuckerberg. his kids, you know, we're going to have right. his kids and. And and several of generations after him are going to have like really 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 you, like drug fueled parties yeah. at at fourteen years old. You could and, go out and really do things yeah. without caring what other people think. It's great, yeah. But thanks to Facebook and Instagram, you can now show everybody how amazing that outing was. Yeah, and that way you don't actually have to enjoy it at the time. So you can cool. look back later and and see how great it was. I'm really going to enjoy this vacation we went on later when right. I sit down and look at all the photos I yes. took. But for screen. now, everybody shut up while I work yeah. on these photos. Can you guys stop being jerks so I can right. video this and and show it to everybody how much fun we're having? Right. <laughs> well, and uh, and then there's the super bo- the super yacht world. Did we talk about super yachts oh yet? Oh my gosh, we mentioned. I think we mentioned something because that, of Jeff Bezos. The half like, of yeah, million. $590 million yacht or something. Yeah. Which That's a reminded, yacht of money, Kevin. It, it reminded me of, uh, <laughs> uh, what, what's his name? Um, he was uh, started a music label. Geffen. Yes. David Geffen. Do you remember his yacht thing he, during he the pandemic? He texted during COVID. And, and then was like, who was it who, who wrote that song? Here's a drone shot of my yacht. <laughs> no, I don't remember. <laughs> Oh, jo- oh, who was it? Jo- it was so. Ge- so David Geffen is down in like the Maldives, or so, I don't know where he is, and he texts some, some complete, or he posts some completely absurd, like tone deaf thing about how isolated he feels on his enormous yacht. Yes, hope everyone's staying safe. Hope everyone's staying safe <laughs> as he floats bobs along right. in the water on like a hundred and sixty foot or something. You know, yacht. Yeah, that John Mayer wrote a song called "Drone Shot of My Yacht," based on that. That's great. That is great, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it's so great. It's pretty funny. So there's this whole thing about um, that you know that the which is weird. The people who buy these, it's often they're often bought like like they don't. It's I mean obviously the people who take their check for half a billion dollars. Um, or half half a million, uh, what five hundred million dollars? Yeah, um, half the, a million. The people who take their check, they know who wrote the check, but it's all very often very anonymous. They don't want anyone knowing, right? Yeah, like you're a Russian oligarch or something, right? Yeah, and and it's it's money that was stolen from some industry in Russia, yeah. and you're buying buying a yacht from 
you know, some Swiss company yeah. or whatever. It's like sailing. It's like it's like tipping a skyscraper, not a skyscraper, skyscraper, but a pretty tall building on its side, pushing it down the middle of Manhattan and everyone going, whose building is that? And going, uh, and nobody knowing. Have you seen that video of a, it is a huge yacht being brought out to the ocean through canals. I think it's in Amsterdam. I have seen it. And, and they have to make a turn. Yeah. And they said that like they built it to the very maximum size based on the canals they yep. would have to use to get it out. Yeah. And it was like, couldn't go an inch wider. Yeah. Yeah. I remember because there's an actual turn, right? Where they actually have to turn a corner or something like that. Or, and, and it's, it's just, it took hours just to make this, make this turn. Could you imagine like the engineer's like, oh. Nope. Uh, I miscalculated right. that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're I forgot. Stuck. Uh, yeah, I, I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have added the remainder. <laughs> right. I was supposed to, you know. Oh, I should round it down. I round it up. <laughs> right. I was supposed to round down because it could be inches. Yeah. Could be an inch. Yeah. If it's an inch too long, you can't make the turn, right? right. And then I mean, well, you'd have to shave. You'd have to go pay to shave off right. something. You know, not on the boat, on the land. I, you know, I mean, if it's a five hundred something million dollar yacht, maybe like what's What's another hundred thousand to like redo the, yeah, the canal to, to pull out some yeah pylons two million or, right even yeah. if it's ten million like so yeah. the budget was five hundred and twenty seven million now it's five hundred thirty seven million yeah I mean, there's always slippage yeah you know that just sort of gets put in like in, yeah it gets put in the remainder column like oops, oops we forgot this bit and what's also what's equally strange to me is that nobody wants anyone to know these people don't want anyone to know what it looks like inside right like it's like a it looks like the inside of a luxury hotel. And either it looks like the inside of a Trump hotel, because you're that guy. Right. Or it looks like inside of, you know, whatever a... Uh, uh, you know, When we were talking about the unhappy hipsters, like a Dwell magazine. Yeah, a Dwell yeah, like, magazine yeah. hotel. That's yeah. It's one of the two. Yeah. It's either that or the Monaco or whatever the heck, the new, you know, the, the, the newest, coolest, you know... It's never the ace. It's never cool. There are never used record player, you know, old right. records stacked up and you know there's it's it's always looks everything looks like a hotel room right it, and 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 even crazier so much of them look just like a like a like a hilton like what uh, like a um um what can the name of it like like a like a b-level hilton not even the main like the the, the traveling hilton it's not like they're that that you how can you can only do so much with like pl- fake wood siding that looks kind of modern and sleek and glass doors in your shower. Yeah. And a really, really like a, like somebody was able to make the bedspread so tight, the threads are being pulled like at, at tension that if you jumped on it, you might hit the ceiling. Well, it, that's all fake because you're never going to use that bed. I mean, it's a $500 million yacht. So how many, how many beds are on that yacht? Can you imagine? Right. I mean, is Bezos even going to go in each of the rooms before he dies? I mean, like... He, I would imagine somebody that wealthy might only use the yacht like once or twice. Well, they ever, don't. Right? I mean, right. I mean, like who cares? It's just like just another thing. Because I don't think they travel in the yacht. Like it doesn't take you. It's not a, a, ve- a, a vehicle of conveyance. Because if you really want to go a long distance, you're just going to get on your private jet. Of course. And what's going to happen is oh, the whole crew, which is going to be in that yacht, probably a crew of 20 or something like that, maybe more, are going to... You know, they're going to have to, because they're going out, if they're actually going out into high seas, they're going to have to batten everything down. They're going to have to, you know, strap all the 
They're going to have to strap all the furniture down and all of the bar stools and make sure all of the pots and pans are put right. away and secure and all everything's locked down. And you're not going to want to be out in the ocean, open ocean, even no. that size, because it's not a tanker. And have you ever seen tankers go through the ocean mm-hmm. and hit heavy seas? So cool. You're going to throw up everywhere, Jeff I, Bezos. I would, when I would imagine like the model is, and this is probably a great gig, like if you are the captain of one of those ships, you probably are mostly without anybody on it you yeah know, you're just transporting it from one like bezos is like mm, i'd like to be in the uh what's the caicos or whatever that is you know yeah turks and caicos turks and caicos and so it's like you have to go ahead right to get there in time yeah. and get everything ready for when he arrives he spends three days on it and he leaves and he's like i will next be in you know, I don't know, Hawaii. But so now you got to get it to Hawaii. And it's going to take you like a month to get to Hawaii, right? So, and I mean, does he really have his plans laid out a month in advance so that nothing changes? You, I bet, imagine he pulls that thing into Hawaii. He's got some plans. Ah, uh, he decides to right. change his mind because, I mean, rich people change their minds. So does everybody, but rich people like to change. They have the luxury of being able to do they whatever can, they want to. Right. If, if you and I had booked a super yacht. Yeah. You don't cancel. We're going right? to show up. Yeah, we're going to show yeah. up. But Bezos can just be like, yeah, yeah, not going. You but and that's why I think being working on the crew of a boat like that is probably a pretty good gig. Mm-hmm. You probably get paid pretty well. Yep. You're on like a state of the art boat. Yeah. And you probably don't have to put up with much. All the all the fish you can eat. Yeah. This is, get, every night like, is a is a buffet, all the fish you can eat buffet, seafood right. bar. Yeah, because I mean, he ordered in all this fresh seafood, and then yeah. he didn't show up. It doesn't and show up. Guy, like you got to get, you got to eat it. Yeah, I I know that. For instance, being a pilot, um, you know, being a commercial pilot for say, whatever airlines are left, you know, Frontier and Southwest or something. It's okay. It pays decently and you mm-hmm. don't work a ton. You yeah. Know, like you, you can only fly so much in a certain period of time. Um, but I, it sounds like from, from friends of mine, the real good gigs are uh, like the private yeah. pilots. Yeah. Where, you know, and that can be for corporations or it can be for individuals or whatever. And it's, you know, you just, Jeff Bezos wants to fly wherever, but you are kind of on call. Yeah. From what I understand. Yeah. Like they'll say... You know, they'll send you a message like at night. You gotta, you gotta get up at four in the morning and get to the airport at five because Bezos wants to yeah. go play golf and wherever. Yeah, I keep seeing Bezos and there's, you know, I don't mean to pick on Jeff Bezos. No, he's not the only one. No, right. you don't mean to pick. No, no. I, there's a lot of billionaires. There's a lot point. of billionaires. Right. Yeah, choose your billionaire. Right. Insert billionaire last name. How about other, really kind of. I, I, I want to talk about another billionaire who is really kind of his uh, kind of like Van Morrison. Mm-hmm. He could have he could have exited up here. Up yeah, high. I'm holding my hand up high. Yeah, yeah. Instead, he's exiting a little low. And I'm talking about Bill Gates. What the heck happened? And now have you seen he's all the, the reports about his little affairs and things that were I going saw on? something about him sort of like actually, you know, sort of like sort of testing the waters with some ladies on some trips and in some, you know, whatever stuff that probably would have gotten him a heck of a lot of trouble in the Me Too movement right. and still could because yeah. who knows. But I mean, I mean, I mean, he's going, he's going to go out like Tiger Woods. He's going to, when's he going to crash his car? Right. That's next, right? It's got what, to be. Yeah. What, what is it? I mean, are, are people who uh, have these personalities attracted to, uh, 
I mean, is that why he became so dominant, why he was willing to crush the competition? And I mean, Mark Zuckerberg was the same way, right? I mean, that's kind of like the whole story, you know, uh, oh, yeah. of Facebook yeah, is yeah. how... how uh, the brothers, he... Yeah, I mean, he was just willing to do whatever it took. And I could care less because they're billionaires yeah. too, by the way. Like yeah, the oh, yeah. Are. But sure. yes, yeah, I know what you mean. Um, but... Or, or, or is this just human nature, just, just a lot of scummy guys out there? And I, some of them just happen to be billionaires. I think, well, I think that that's absolutely true. But I also think that there's this, I mean, you know, it's the Michael Jackson effect. It's the, uh, it's the Tiger Woods effect. It's so many things. I mean, at a certain point, you haven't been said no to in a long time. And you probably are believing a little bit of your own press. Right. Everybody around you is kissing your butt. You've kind of got it, and you and you do have it because everything you're doing works, and right. and everyone loves you for it. And even when you do something dumb like the Zune, right. you still somehow manage to like be the richest guy in the world for the next several years. And and you're probably hanging out with other people that act the same way. Well, I and, mean, he was. I mean, he really was he, hanging out with people because he was hanging out with. Um, um, who was the um, Warren Buffett? Totally, totally. No, I'm just gonna joke. No, yeah, he goes after the ladies, scumbag, like crazy. Um, no, because one of the he reports might be the only was one that, that Melinda Gates, like, really was kind of. It sounded like wanting out when he started hanging out with um, uh, what's the guy who ended up? Oh, the Epstein. Yeah, guy. Epstein. Ew. Yeah, it's a little. That's kind of bad, right? Yeah, if you know someone's got a rap like yeah. that on them, you don't go near them. No. You're, even your PR people be like, right. don't. don't. Right, you're right. You, What's wrong got, with you? He has three, I think he has three personal assistants, like executive assistants. I'm sure he has more personal assistants. And uh, I mean, any one of those people, his, 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 his the, the VPs, the, the, you know, whatever his name was, he was running the company for a while. All these guys, have uh, Steve Bannon, oh, not Bannon. Oh my gosh. Steve Bannon. Steve, <laughs> no, wrong. Balmer. Ban- <laughs> Balmer. <laughs> Wrong guy. Oops. Right. That was a big woo. Don't make it those do mixed up. No. Um uh he uh um he but but yeah, I mean these guys have got a call and go, hey man, like do you know what this guy's deal is? Like have right. you seen what he's getting? And Gates is like, nah. It's okay. I mean, do you know how bad it, Steve, do you know how bad Excel is? Right. And I'm still doing great. Right. It's great. Did you see the, the, the you know, the, you know what Explorer, Explorer is a piece of junk and I'm I, killing it. Have you used PowerPoint? Use PowerPoint. What was the last time you used PowerPoint? I can do whatever I want. Anything. <laughs> Where's Epstein? Give him, put, bring, put him right. on. Get him on the phone right now. I'm going to get on my, I'm going to call my pilot. <laughs> Go to his island. Oh. And jump on my yacht. I wonder if he has a yacht. He's got to have a yacht. Oh, he's got to have a yacht. Yeah. They all have yachts, right? I think it's kind of one of those things. It's sort of like, you know, um, it's, it's, it's definitely, it's a, it's a, you gotta have one. It's like, a, it's like a, it's like one of those, like, you don't have a yacht? Really? Like that kind of, really? Yeah. Really? You don't have a yacht? How I much mean, you, how much you worth? Cause you know what kind of a rich person I would be? I don't want any of that stuff. My thinking is Jeff Bezos isn't using it 90% of the time. Oh yeah. Time. You just call Jeff. Up can I go. just call Jeff and say, Hey, can I rent your yacht? Like, don't even rent it. Right. Hey, Jeff, I'd like to use the yacht. Yeah. I also, like, I why think, do I have to have, I don't, I don't need that mental baggage. Yeah. I don't need to, and I know you, you have other people who think for you. Yeah. But you have to think about those people. Yeah. Yeah. Like who do I call to whatever? I don't need that complication in my I'm, life. What really just, what really just upsets me here, Kevin, is the fact that like, I mean, these people could be doing so, I mean, 
doing so much more for social social services, you know, people in need. I mean, how many yachts could be bought for homeless people? Oh yeah, for five hundred million dollars. I'm not talking about one yacht, right. or you could just put a whole, like make it a make it a hotel, like, right. a, like a like a like a play like a halfway home for people. Or you could just, I mean, what what's the what's the low end of a boat that could be considered a yacht price wise? And and you know Jeff Bezos could buy better bottles for his employees to pee in. True. Yeah. yeah. Like wider mouth. Yes, exactly. Make Less it a little spillage. Easier. Yeah. Yeah, there's that too. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, he could do that. I mean, or or he could buy a yacht that nobody can see inside of that he walls off in the rest of the world that he uses twice before he dies. Yes. That. I think that's the the way he should go. Yeah, that's a good point. You, you make you you make a strong argument, Kevin. Right. <laughs> you make a strong argument. <laughs> I I have another thing I want to talk about too. Unless you unless no, you've got something. No, go go go. I got one, so, but I, I want to. This was something I came across the other day, and I had not heard of this, but um, I'm sure other people have, but some might not have. It's called the, and I, I'm not exactly sure how you pronounce it but it's b-o-u-v-i-e-r so bouvier bouvier b-o-u-v-i-e-r yeah Yeah. bouvier bouvier affair no uh so it's crazy so there's apparently there's this swiss art dealer uh eves y-y-v-e-s yeah eves bouvier he uh is being sued by this like Russian billionaire for um, all of this artwork that he has sold them. And the, the, the um, lawsuits are in the billions of dollars. Wow. That's what they're suing for. It's the super crazy. Um, so let's see. He is, it's basically that he is uh, alleged to have defrauded his clients by misrepresenting the original cost of artworks and, and subsequently overcharging them. The affair has played out in courts in Monaco, Switzerland, France, the U.S., Hong Kong, and Singapore. They're all high net worth individuals that are suing him. Uh, and the, the biggest one is this Monaco-based Russian oligarch, mm-hmm. Dmitry Rybolovolev, Russian businessman and investor. He owned a potash producer and became the president of the Monaco football club, AS Monaco. I mean, you know, anytime you mention a Russian oligarch, it's kind of like, it, it generally seems a little shit. I like who becomes a Russian oligarch. Yeah. You don't like, just become a Russian oligarch. Yeah. Yeah. The oligarch category is for a specific type of like like ba- like how you got your money is so there's a few channels yeah. but there's no and they're like, not usually like yeah i bought a hot dog stand and i turned it into 10 hot dog right. stands yeah, and yeah, then yeah, i bought yeah. a couple of restaurants and i turned it into a franchise yeah. oligarch then, no, yeah, no that doesn't fit yeah. you know it's kind of like the economy of russia was crumbling right and um i had the opportunity I knew a guy, I, I had friends in high right. places and I was able to buy the state oil company That's right, exactly. for $96.39. And then I gave, I gave Putin a bunch of money to put the guy who was trying to stop me in prison for tax fraud. Yeah. And he's still there. Yeah. Oligarch. Yeah. It might, there might be an acronym in there. Like, all, I, I'm not going to be able to right. do it right now, but maybe I'll pencil one out later. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> so this was a crazy one. I I highly recommend looking into that because he's now so wait a minute. Bovier guy is now countersuing. Oh yeah. You know, so now it's like so he went to these guys and he said, "Hey, here's a blah 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 painting. It's I'm selling it for three hundred million dollars." It's it's awesome. You got to buy this thing. And they went, oh, oh, okay, yeah. And didn't do any research to see if, didn't ask anyone else. Well, you know, I mean, like, like do you, what, what, the, the, do you remember, I think it was called a uh, go, go, Gaussian or something gallery. There's like this chain of galleries. Mm. And they had one back in Michigan when, when I was a little bit younger that, I had stopped in one time and I was like, what's this gallery? And it's like, looks more like a giant retail store. And I went inside and it had like paintings for huge amounts of money. And apparently there's, you know, a bunch of, get this Mark, there's a bunch of rich people who Mm. are maybe a little gullible. Right. Yeah. And sometimes they're suckers and, but then, and they have, most importantly, they have a lot of money and they want to be, to have the appearance of they being know what in doing. the know yeah, yeah. with certain things, right. you know, art is one of those things where, you know, how do you know you're in the know? Yeah. If you're rich, you just pay uh, a curator at a gallery or a museum or whatever to tell you, mm-hmm. and you don't really care what it yeah. costs. You just have a certain amount of square footage on your wall to cover well, and you want it to be really, really expensive. They don't so even put it on their wall anymore, Mark. Oh, that's Did right. Did you know they, that? They, right. Now they, they pay gallery, or they pay yeah. museums right. to give them a special room yes. where they can go and sit and look at the art. I remember this because of the uh, the Sackler family. Yeah. The guy who, yes. because <laughs> the, 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 the ones who are passing out all the yeah, opioids. Because the guy, who, the, the founder of, you know, the whatever, whatever their horrible company is, um, uh, I don't know why I'm, I'm blanking on it right now, but but the 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 father who sort of founded the company and all this stuff is, um, uh, he had a he got the Met in New York City to store his art for him for free, for free because and there and there and the whole reason and and gave him a private room that he could go to when he wanted to hang out. It's it was like sort of like one of those like it was like a VIP lounge, but it was only his. It's like in the hopes that he'll then donate all that art eventually to the museum and he and he didn't and he pulled it out of there and gave it to someone else and didn't just i don't think i don't know if he gave it but he but he but he sort of like will you know like sort of like let them have a long-term lease on it or whatever the heck it's called i don't even know but but the point is that yes he did this but he totally snaked the guys who gave him the private room and that was all they were hoping for and so in this the this the bovier affair it's kind of the tables are turned right he's Taking yeah. advantage of the client, you know, the art but, collector instead of the instead of the art collector taking in the with the Sackler family, which is Purdue Pharma, by the way. Um, right, right. You're, he was taking advantage of right the poor curator who works but at the museum. Is there? It, okay, I, I don't know the details here, and I'm sure it probably goes deeper than this. But isn't there like if I walk in, it's like NFTs. If I walk in to some billionaire's office and go, "Hey, man, I'll say this coffee cup for like." six hundred thousand dollars and he goes is it is it special yeah yeah special coffee yeah it says good morning detroit on it right here it's right. Uh, really cool it's a really it's an I, I made it it's a it's an artistic piece my friend kevin made it and he and i and he goes yeah i'll, I'll pay that is it worth 600 it's it's worth it if you pay it right it's worth it if you pay it you it's know? the art world is such a crazy crazy place and um 
you know, like our art uh, dealers and curators, were, they're kind of like gatekeepers of yeah. of uh, they're they're almost like you know people who run a fashion magazine. Mm-hmm. They 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 basically tell you what is good art. Yeah, it's it's worse than music for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Because I can't imagine if you are one of those artists who the dealers and the curators have decided is the artist, the schmucks you have to hang out with and schmooze with mm-hmm. in order to sell your work. Because it's yeah. like, okay, so yeah, we've got this billionaire. He's an idiot. Mm-hmm. He's really obnoxious. He's full of himself. Yeah. And he wants to have a little thing in his house. He puts mayonnaise in his caviar. Right, yeah. This and is he, this and he wants to have a little thing in his house for your art yeah. and you need to come there and hang out with him and his friends yeah. and you got to go there and talk whatever kind of nonsense. Just agree with everything yeah. they say. That's right. And act a little bit, you know, yeah. And, and, and maybe you'll sell one of your paintings for, for a million bucks. Which is why I love the artists like Banksy and those, yeah. those yeah. kinds of people because yeah. they managed to get those same people to buy their stuff yep. without ever having to hang. Nobody knows who he is. Yeah. He right. just gets to do his thing and make fun of people and society and people yeah. make him rich. And they think it's fantastic yeah. because they all want to, everyone wants to get on, on board and be a part of it. Right. Yeah. But I, I do wonder if there's a, if there's, I wonder what the, I mean, I'll have to read it because I'm interested in the background as to why they think this, and maybe the guy did sort of, sort of swindle him a little bit. Um, but you're right. I mean, it's all, it's all a swindle, isn't it? I mean, everyone's suing everybody. Nobody. Yeah. It says, um, you know, the Russian oligarch claims he was ripped off buying multi-million dollar masterpieces versus the Swiss art dealer who says it was just business. And there were six years of lawsuits in multiple jurisdictions. Uh, and now um, the tables are turning because he's, you know, now suing back. Um, he's a Russian uh, fertilizer tycoon. Ooh, So yeah, that was sexy. definitely, yeah. He gets, to sell, he gets to go tell everybody, so how'd you make your money? Fertilizer. You suck. Right. Well, I mean, I mean, it's fine. I, I guess. had several people killed to get the fertilizer. That's company. true. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and yeah. two of them are in prison for tax fraud. They never committed. It's a, it's a, it's a pretty sad way to go. But you know, if to 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 have to say, you know, that's how he, that's how you died. He says he was swindled out protecting of your fertilizer for billion dollars. What a an dummy! Art. Yeah. Like, how do you not? notice he's swindled out of a billion dollars because he's buying art that he doesn't understand doesn't know the price of and has no concept of so he can fill so he can so he can stash it away into a temperature controlled vault that nobody can see so he can later like claim that he was ripped off so now he's Who, being how do you sued a billion dollars he's sued being sued now for a billion dollars um in damages from uh bovier for having his business and uh, reputation ruined. Right. You know what? If if I could have a billion dollars, you can ruin my reputation. You can ruin my business and my reputation. Just give me the... the if I can walk with any... You can walk with half of that. That's half right. of that. I just need the one boat. That's I right. just want enough money to buy a boat that can sit next to Jeff Bezos's. I, I would take I would take a little sunfish. Me one too. Of those, yeah. yeah. Maybe a rowboat. Rowboat would be cool. I would, I would take too. a rowboat. I, I, I kind of like... I do like a rowboat. I think... If I had to, if I had to have a boat, I'm not a boat guy, as I mentioned. I'm yeah, not talking not canoe either. or any of that stuff. But if I had to have a boat, geez, what would it be? I th- you know what it would be. It's I know what. Yeah, it would be one of those old wooden boats, the super cool old, yeah. sort of like you know you'd see in you know in Italy or something yeah. on the. Uh, but I mean, 
I don't want a boat. I don't want a boat either. No. I don't want all this art either. I want. I just want the art I want. I don't. I don't need it to be. Uh... I have something interesting. Yeah. Have you seen uh, what's going on with the mice uh, in Australia? Oh my gosh! You sent that to me. Yeah. It's terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's terrifying. So there's the stuff a, nightmares are made of. It is the stuff. It absolutely is. So. So in Australia, they um they had they have been in a drought for many 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 years, and they just came out of it. And when they came out of it, the crops came back full steam ahead, beautiful fields full that have been you know fallow for years. And um, and but but while the crops were dead, and while there was nothing you know sort of alive, all, the wildlife sort of died off. A lot of the predators died off: snakes, certain birds. There's still some, but not anywhere near what there used to be. Um, the numbers are still really low, but the one thing that came back quickly because it breeds super fast is mice. And without the presence of their natural predator, they have exploded unbelievably. And the videos that I've seen are like, how do you describe it? It's like, <laughs> it's, I mean, it's a nightmare. It's literally thousands of mice just scurrying in every direction yeah everywhere you go in frame like if you're if you have a frame of a photo and you and of, a, of, a, of a um uh of, of, a, of a phone and you're just shooting like your front yard imagine ten thousand mice racing in all directions and especially if you get somewhere where they're contained a little bit like they're in you know, you know I don't know some sort of yard up against a wall or whatever and you see them pressed, they're, they might be a foot deep yeah. racing along the wall, jumping over each other and scurrying in all directions. This I, I can imagine this kind of thing is going to happen. You know, I mean, it, it's happened, of course. There's been plagues of all sorts of things over, over you know, span of human history, yeah. at least recorded human history. But I would imagine these kinds of things are going to be more common as... You know, we have climate change and things, ecosystems get disrupted. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden, it's like the most, the least desirable animal is the one that is going to survive and thrive. Yeah. It's yeah. not, it's not going to be like, you know, it's the roaches, you know? Yeah. It's not going to be like cool animals. The giraffes aren't going to like, no. be like, we're good. This is great. We're going to eat some stuff it's off. It's not going to be robins. No. It's going to, you know, it's going to be like birds that peck your eyes out or something. Yeah. It won't be anything that brings joy. Um, it'll, be, it'll be pigeons. It'll be pigeons. Yeah, yeah. Bats, 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 rats, mice, pigeons, and, and mosquitoes. cockroaches. And mosquitoes. Yeah, of course, totally. mosquitoes. Yeah, always Ticks. will always. Yeah, totally survive yeah. anything. Yeah, it's not going to be the cool. And it won't be. It won't be anything cool. No. It won't be like sleek, beautiful cougars or <laughs> panthers. Those things won't be there. They'll just they'll be dead, and in their place will be a rat. It'll be like extra aggressive tapeworms. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like like bulletproof tapeworms right. that you can't even chop in half. Yeah. Like you like like with the tensile strength of like you know could 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 hold up a eighteen wheeler. <laughs> the, the future is going to be ugly. <laughs> the future is going to be ugly. The um the other thing I was going to mention. What was the other thing? I was there something else. Oh, um, the woman who died. Did you see the piece? Oh no, this is even better. Um. You see this whole thing going on in Yosemite about the the climbing bolts being destroyed. Oh yeah. So there's this there's this guy. I, there's a 
channel that has not a much on him, but I can find. This guy named Sean Snyder. He seems, I haven't seen an interview like that. He seems like one of those people who comes along and just sort of spoils everything. And I'm not, I'm not taking a side about the right. bolts that have been hammered into the rocks yeah. in Yosemite. I'm not saying they should be there. I'm not saying they shouldn't be there. But he seems like one of those guys that stands on the street corner, you know, with one of those signs that says something deplorable on it, just waiting for people to come to him right. and get mad at him so he can engage. And he has, seems to have decided that he is the savior of all things nature, and he's and, and it has to be his way. And I'm not saying, I'm actually not judging his way. I don't know. But boy, he seems to be the guy who pees in the soup, you know? I mean, every turn, it sounds like. You and know, not in a cool way. It doesn't sound like he's doing it like to be, it sounds like he's one of those like people that's like, seriously, you again? What the heck? The, um, uh, the, like the, the climbing world sure has a lot of this kind of controversy. People take this stuff seriously. And... Because it reminds me of another story where this guy pounded bolts into petroglyphs yes. near Moab. Right. And he was like, it just looked like somebody had carved some stuff in there. And he bolted like these lame routes that were like nobody would ever bolt it. You didn't need bolts on it. You could literally top rope this climb. You didn't need to bolt it. Right. But he wanted to be able to have like little kids trad climb. Or not trad climb because it's not trad. It's sport climb. Like, what? What? Like, like, Lead climb the lamest route ever. Yeah, f- yeah. Full of petroglyphs, and so you know, I, I know it's a big controversy, and it reminds me of another story years ago where some climber was trying to do some route, and there was a tree in his way, so he chopped it down, and oh. it turned out to be a bristlecone pine that was like, you know, I don't know. 800 years old right right and he's like well i mean you know what's the big deal it was just, people are like you can't just go cutting down trees to like it it's so counter to the intent that's the biggest problem it's like surfing and being in the ocean and like pulling out like a ho-ho and eating it and just do- tossing the wrapper in the ocean which i feel like like right now is what i keep all the articles i keep reading and it's so upsetting because like the front range in Colorado, all the trails there. Yeah. People, they can't find a place to park. So what do they do? They drive across the sagebrush and just park like right up on the side of the hill, which is like, why are you going to nature if you're going yeah. to drive on it? Yeah. yeah if you're yeah, going yeah. to, tra- and then they leave their dog poop bags yes. at the trailhead and along the trail. Unbelievable. Like yeah. when are they coming back? And I've, I've, tr- I've said this so many times. I mean, maybe even said it on this show. Like there are times when I'm like, okay, I want to think they just didn't want to carry it with them. Right. But, and if, I, if I've done this, I don't want to go back into it, but oh my gosh, just bring, it's your responsibility. Right. Don't leave it there for me to walk past, wondering if you're coming back for it. You got the dog. That's cool. I get it. But with that comes with, with you know, it comes the responsibility of carrying it with you. You know, we were camping on our way back to visit family in Michigan. We were in the upper peninsula peninsula of michigan at some waterfalls we found a some camp dispersed camping and dispersed camping can be awesome but it can also be the worst because people are the worst mm-hmm. and so when it's dispersed camping there isn't like there's nobody responsible really for going out and making sure people behave and uh clean up after these right. you know people so you know our campsite had like 
you know, four fire rings and there were dirty diapers. And it was like this gorgeous setting in the woods that was just trashed by a bunch of idiots. And it's like, I don't understand the point of like, you could just stay home. Yeah. Like, why did you put in the effort to go out and then trash something? You're like, oh, look at this wonderful nature. Let me chop down this tree so I can have a fire and then leave my dirty diapers here. For well, the next. I, I just can't understand the mentality of like not wanting to even leave it remotely presentable for the, per, the the next person and or, you know, leave it the way you found it, ideally found it. Because the first person who pulled in there found it nice. At some point, someone decided to leave it a dump. Well, and doesn't that person ever want to come back? Right. Yeah, it's like sort of it's sort of like, you know, like going to the beach and throwing garbage around and then being mad when you go back that there's garbage on the beach. Right. But it's not your garbage. It's someone else's. You haven't been to the beach in three weeks. But now there's new garbage and it's like, yeah, but I mean, I don't want to swim in garbage. Yeah, but you put garbage there when you left. Do you think that the, there's someone here whose job, and yes, there often is, but someone here's job it is to go clean this all up for you? Do you do this at home? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like, Taking a dump in your living room for a couple of weeks and then being like, man, the living room stinks. Yeah, why didn't someone clean this up? <laughs> what a mess. Well, I mean, I know I did it, but who comes and cleans it after me? Someone's got to be doing it, right? I mean, yeah. someone else's job must be to come into my house and clean my, you know, mess up. I I went to bed at 3 a.m. and left Doritos bags all over the living room. Who didn't clean this up? They're still there in the morning. What the heck? People are out of their minds. People are not fun they're not interesting. No, I'm kidding. They're actually really <laughs> cool. Um, well, people are great. We, we're 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 pretty interesting, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go do some interesting stuff in a few minutes. Yeah, super I, interesting. I, we did mention the, the the last thing I'll I'll mention is you you had mentioned uh, at the beginning that the photography genre. Oh, yeah, it was kind of called the new topographics, and we got onto this because we were talking about. I don't remember what led to it, but I know we mentioned how at the pyramids. Yeah, like there's, you turn around and there's a parking lot with a. Yeah, so I don't know if this is true, but because I've never been is. to the pyramids in Giza, I think I tried to look at a satellite to see to see if this is true at one point. I may have. I think I I corroborated the story. I'm not sure about though. I don't recall. But yeah, someone once told me that. Oh yeah, I've been to the pyramids of Giza, and you look at the pyramids, and you're standing in this parking lot, and there's one spot that's so great. It's the big great pyramid and all that stuff. Like that. And if you if you turn 180 degrees, you're standing in a you're looking at a parking lot full of cars and a KFC, <laughs> and it's like, you know? yeah. What? But I think so much of life is that way, and so that it, it's kind of like the Instagram, you know, yeah. the van lifers and whatnot, yeah. where it's like. Oh, here I am. You know, like I always see these ones and it's like, you know, somebody uh, under their 200 count, uh, you know, thread count sheets yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Um, Smell great. Yeah. With the Fresh back laundered. doors of the van open and they, they're, they're like laying there like topless, like they just woke up naked, you yeah. know, and in yeah. their van and they're looking out over, you know, this gorgeous sunrise with the, the Grand Canyon or something in a place where you obviously can't camp. And, right yeah or, you can't get that close to nature or, or if you did you had to drive over for some right. sagebrush to and get literally there. if you got out of the van and turned around there would be like an overflowing trash can yeah and a ranger and about 300 cars and you know 500 people with cameras and a and a tour bus and like a or like a group of college kids like right. like that waking up after they stayed until 3 a.m last night yeah. cranking music in their campsite the night before drinking beers and yelling 
Yeah, great. And, and so that's what the the new topographics was. And I, and I was looking at this just recently because somebody had contacted me about my photography with a whole bunch of questions. She's like in college. She's an you know art student, and she was supposed to pick an artist that inspired her, uh-huh. which was me. Which is what? cool, right? So she gave me, here's like 50 questions. Can you please answer them by June 20th? And I was like, oh my gosh, this is going <laughs> to... I started, but I'm like a third of the way through questions. the questions. <laughs> Kevin, all these people want to know 50 things about you, that you <laughs> your opinion on 50 things. <laughs> I, I mean, I think we get your opinion on 50 things in like in like 10 shows we haven't gotten. Right. It's a lot. In one I mean, you know how how long it takes me to get a point across. Yeah, oh yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, 50 things could take me like a month. Write like a paragraph, yeah. like like a like a small thesis on each one. Right. Well, on let me one. tell you about so, stop. There I had to, I couldn't remember the different photographers in the new topographics, but it was kind of what we were just talking about, which is like uh Robert Frank who did uh it was called the what was it called the new the American West or something like that, which was kind of like going through you know, the front range of Denver, Colorado, say in the seventies or eighties, mm. when all these new subdivisions are being built. And it's kind of like what's going on in Southern Utah right, right now, which is like, there's these gorgeous landscapes and then this gigantic, you know, yeah. tract housing or mm-hmm. whatever. And so that's what these kinds of things are. It's like, you turn one way and yeah. you have this, um, Oh, look at, Hey, this is amazing. Yeah. And then you just turn 30 degrees yeah. to the right. And then you're like, Oh, look, a factory. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's, I mean, that's, that's the sad way of the world, right? I mean, it, yeah. well, it's it's unfortunate because that's just humanity just keeps we keep growing, we keep be, there keep for some reason there seem to be a need to be more of us all the time. Oh, I know. Which I seem I I know that there are economic reasons for it and 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 there are great arguments as to why we always need to be growing and we need more of us. But don't I think it would be cool if we just had less of us. Yeah, I think so. I mean, we're like the mice in, yeah. in, in Australia right now. We're just scurrying everywhere. We're taking up all the landscape, yep. all the view. Everything cool is now being trampled down because there's just too many of us. I would like less people on the mountain on a powder day. Yeah. And I would like less bags full of dog poop on the trail. Yeah. And I would like less people on the trail too. That would be cool because then I could, I could go faster and enjoy myself and not have to, you know. Well, and the coolest thing about this idea, Kevin, that we've just come up with is that we would be the ones who decided who yes. gets to... Not to, I'm not going to... Here's the thing. I refuse to be the one who decides who doesn't get to stay, to get to, you know, maybe... Right. I'm, whether it be sending them to Mars on another... You know, because <laughs> I'm not into, you know, getting really rid of people. Right. But, you know, move some... We'll find another place for you. Maybe it's the moon, get a little thing going up there, probably get a Starbucks. You know, it would be cool. It'd be great, you know. Um, uh, No one's going to complain about putting hammering, you know, pins into rock because none of this is special to any of us. We'll just go. Um, I don't want to be the one who decides who goes. But you want to decide who stays? But I'd like to be the one who (laughs) decides who stays. (laughs) You stay. You stay. You you stay. stay. The rest of you... Uh, I don't know. Uh, not my decision, not my problem. You can you can see though with with this, you know we we jest we're talking you know having a good time here, but you can see where the mentality comes from for things to get really ugly in the world, right? Oh, yeah. I mean it's like, you know, well I don't really like that group of people over there. Oh yeah. They're kind of obnoxious. And then one person's like, I heard they eat babies. And then oh, people yeah, are like, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, they definitely eat babies. We should probably get rid of them. Because they're baby eaters. Yeah. That's the hard part about, uh, because I don't pick out, that would be the hardest part, Kevin, is 
I don't, well, that's not true because of course I would just choose a certain amount of people who definitely stay. Nah, no, it's the hardest part because I, I am not the kind of person I know you're not either who would actually choose a group of people. Right. Well, maybe like, I don't know, people with tribal tattoos maybe, <laughs> but I don't mean who, like an ethnic not, group. Right. Not, not actual tribal tattoos. No. Like, right. Oh gosh. You're right. Like, like, like. Tribal tattoos from the 90s. Right. I'm talking about that kind of tribal tattoo. Yeah. Whoa. Hey, Whoa. Can, Mark, can you just get up and yell at those kids? Hey, you kids. Get out of this. Hey, stop it. That work? I think it yeah. worked. Um, yes, you're right. Not actual tribal tattoos. Right. Uh, if you're, if it comes from your heritage, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I was just trying to clarify for the, uh, the yeah, yeah, we don't want to be, get, get yeah. that wrong for sure. <laughs> Steve Bannon. Go, uh, if you, yeah, so anyway, the point is that, yeah, I wouldn't be, the hardest part would be, I wouldn't be able to sort of like make big choices, right? Like get all, all those. no, no, that's not going to happen. It would have to be person by person, person by person, or just say everybody. Yeah. Well, yeah. no, no, that doesn't work because then you you have to pull people out, and then that's right. like. Have you ever pulled up behind somebody who is trying to parallel park in traffic and who's just trying to get into the spot and not doing anything wrong, and like beeped your horn at them? You don't get to stay. Yeah, you don't get to stay. Definitely. Yeah, you know what they're doing. It makes perfect sense. They have they have got their blinker on. They're doing everything right, and they're just trying to get in. I was walking across the street today to uh to go into a bakery, and uh and a guy beeped his horn at me. And he was like 12, like 15 feet from the stop sign. We're in downtown, you know, small town. Normally you can cross anywhere you want and people will just stop. Yeah. I mean, that's the way it it was right right? downtown. So super small, like slow. And he kind of beeped his horn at me and I was like, and of course, you know, you live in a small town. So you gotta be really careful because you can't get mad because it might, you know, you might realize that's, you know, somebody you show up there and it's like the person that you know or meet when you tomorrow night. Yeah. But I was a little bit frustrated with him. No, yeah. I, you know, I, I will tell you one other person who doesn't get to stay. Yeah. That's the person I was pulling out of, out of the ice rink parking lot mm. onto Colorado to come home. And I saw a car to my left. So I'm turning right. I saw a car to the left coming. So they were going to end up behind me mm-hmm. if I pulled out or I could wait for them to go by. But they were, it's like a 25 mile per hour speed limit. It's just a neighborhood street. Yeah. And they are down, just coming around the curve. So they're like a few blocks away. Yeah. So I pull out because I have plenty of time. And there's a stop sign, literally, like the same distance in the other other direction. So I'm going to, they're going to stop at a stop sign. I'm going to stop at a stop sign. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really matter. Well, uh, as soon as I pull out, I'm on my way. To, I'm slowing down for the stop sign. Uh she pulls up behind me and lays on the horn, huh? drives around me oh. in the no passing and shoots through the stop stop sign and what? then races down the road. She does not get to stay. She doesn't get to stay. No. Okay, we're gonna have we got our homework cut. Yeah. We, we got our homework cut out for us this week. We yeah, got to start writing I've our I've got list. A several billion people I've got to make a decision on. Who who we we, we right. I think we're gonna because it can't a, be groups. So I got to go person, person by, by person. person. Yeah. 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 Who stays? Who goes? Yeah. That's the that's the question we'll answer next week. This is Are We Recording? Uh, wait, I'm Kevin oh, Ballman. With, and Mark Dustin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>